in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And a welcome into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1400, the sportsocracy is live and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Yes, we are back. And the Ginger Ninja's back in saddle again. I'm a little worse for the wear, but I am back. Oh, Floster Thomas. So, uh, I mean, you do a good job at predicting the future in sports. I, I, not I will, so much in sashimi. Yeah, I will apparently. predict the future of I will never eat sashimi again. <laughs> Ever. Just cook it. Uh, Just no, cook the I food. don't want any of it. I don't care. I love sushi. It may be five years before I eat another roll of it. But I'm back, and I'm not in the greatest of moods, so here we go. He is not better than ever, but uh, we will uh, press forward with the program here because we've got uh, more preseason NFL stuff to talk about. we got training camps going on. We talked yesterday while Caleb Peak was admirably feel, filling in for Jeremy Green. Thank him, thank him again for doing that for us. Uh, we talked about the Ryan Jensen injury. We've had a couple of more injuries apparently crop up in the early stages of training camp. But we've got all of Jeremy's NFC spicy takes to do today. Yes, it's been a while since we did the AFC. We it was that. Tuesday. We did that back Which, on Tuesday. I, I don't know about you, but for me, Tuesday feels like it was about a month and a half ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel quite that long for me, but also I wasn't praying to the porcelain god. I was about to say, so. have you seen any dead relatives? <laughs> I'm not. Have you begged for the sweet release of death? I'm not. Okay, then it was a little longer for me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. We're glad you are back with us, sir. And uh, we got the daily draft coming up at the top of the third hour of the program. We're going to be doing the fantasy draft of the NFC North. I think I get first pick today 100%. because I completely destroyed Caleb yesterday. I didn't even know the teams. I took <laughs> it from the Reddit. I took it from uh, the Discord and our Facebook chat. Yeah. Uh, so far, I have. I've, it is a clean sweep yes. for you. So you will get the number one pick. Yes. Uh, he took Omari Cooper with his second pick. I, I that... forsook my ability to win going into this when I chose to eat fish that has not been cooked. Yeah, that broke the uh, losing streak for the old tanker. We'll see if he can, uh, you know. You, uh, but that was, like, that, that was like the Lakers NBA title. That was a COVID title. All right. <laughs> you didn't beat I can't really me. claim it. I can't so. really claim it. Okay. NFC North fantasy draft coming up at the top of the third hour of the program. We also, as I said, have all of uh, all of the training camp stuff to talk about and college football. We got to give you your opportunity to weigh in on the proposal or the uh, the the loosening of the talk about a sixteen team playoff. Every person with any form of input in this is calling their shot. You just have to listen to them uh -huh. and hear what they're actually saying. Right. 
Uh, welcome into the program. Be sure to uh, join us on the YouTube stream. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And you can also sub, uh, you can also join the House of Reprehensibles. Our 12 Bones question of the day brought to you by 12 Bones Smokehouse and Brewery. What would be your first purchase if you won the Mega Millions? The 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 drawing is tonight. Uh-huh. I checked right before the show. The jackpot as of right now is at 1.27 billion dollars. The cash payout which we all know you're all doing the cash payout. Of Don't, course we are. You're not doing the 30-year installment. Okay? The day I found out that if you die, it dies with you. No one's doing that. Nope. 747 million dollar cash payout what would be your first purchase bonus points if it is sports related it used to be a new car now i have a new car thanks to fred anderson nissan of Asheville. go see him at 629 brevard road you and the news gnome uh mark starling yep. i finally got to see his new nissan from anderson nissan oh of the Asheville. tactical green 2022 frontier it's very sweet is and it? it fits him way better than his previous car did his his previous car was a little too flashy. Yeah, and he's he's about as flashy as a box of Kleenex. Indeed. That's not a shot at him. He's just not, uh, okay, I'm the one that wears expensive jewelry and flashy, right. and right. that car would fit me. Yeah. It did not so much fit him. No, and it looked very, very weird when he tried to take his kayak out to the river. Also in his correct. Dodge Challenger. Uh, but he did tell me this morning, car. he did tell me this morning, the guys at Fred Anderson, Nissan made that the easiest car buying purchase he's ever made. Yep. Those were her, his words, not mine. Mm -hmm. And he's bought a slew of cars. 629 Brevard Road. They will give you 250 extra dollars on your trade. Just for mentioning that you heard about them right here in the sportsocracy. So what would you buy? What would be the first purchase if you won the mega millions lottery drawing tonight yours should be uh finding a center for your team yeah yours should be a call to jc treader of how many dollars do i have to put in a briefcase for you to come play for my team i only feel like it's a matter of time before that's announced i don't know they they don't seem as committed to that as i would have thought well i mean when todd bowles talked today he was saying that you know it's gonna have to be the right guy um which to me, I translated that to mean it's gonna have to be anybody but Robert Hainsey. So, just saying, I'm not ready to trust the kid. With yeah, the centerpiece it, it, of this the line. is not a good start to camp for you. No, it's not at all. The one thing I said that could really shift the balance of power in the NFC is if you started getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a pleasant start. It is not. And I would argue that's the player you could least afford to lose. I would agree with I that. I think on the entire team, that's the player you could least afford to lose, obviously taking the quarterback out. Right. The, the quarterback's the right answer on all 32 teams. I don't care how good they are, how bad they are. But that's that's not a good player to mm -hmm. lose. Mm -hmm. uh, now, my answer to the 12 bones, Smokehouse and Brewing, question of the day. If I wound up with $747 million in cash, I'm going to take about $500 million of that, and I'm going to walk to Woody Johnson and go, how many percentage points of the New York Jets can I have <laughs> for this briefcase full of doubloons? Interesting. I'll take it. It's 4% in. There you in. go. There's there, there's my monies. And now I have a seat at the table. I feel like you could get more than 4% for $500 million, though. According to the current projection of what my team is worth, it's 10%. The Jets are worth $5 billion. Really? Yeah. They're one of the top eight most expensive teams in all of 
football. Wow. And Woody Johnson does not have that kind of money. I mean, he's got, he, he does well. Uh, but, you know, if I showed up with a briefcase full of money, I feel like he'd go, ha, huh, yep, I'm going to take that. Uh-huh. I might try to leverage my way into 15% just because I have cash on hand. All right. All right. Um, today, the Seattle Seahawks made a big move as they signed a multi-year contract extension with DK Metcalf. So Metcalf apparently not going anywhere. He's going to be with the Seattle Seahawks for worse. I would say for better or worse, but that's not going to – the better part, that's not going to be part of the equation, at least not this year. How would you feel about this deal? It's the most guaranteed money ever for a wide receiver. I'm going to say the same thing about this deal that I've said about every other deal that has happened recently. It was his turn. It was his turn, and that's all we continue to do is just reset the market over and over and over and over again. I said it with Kyler Murray. I said it with Deshaun Watson, and I'll continue to say it with DK Metcalf. The numbers are only going to continue to grow. Is he worth the most guaranteed money? Uh, is he is he number one in the league? No, he's not. No, he's not even close. No, he's not even close. He's gone over a thousand yards once. Mm-hmm. But he but he missed. No, he missed a game, one singularly, and that was with Russell Wilson. What do you think he's going to be with Geno Smith or Drew Locke? Mm-hmm. There are a few times that I look at a team and go, you can't afford to have the Maserati in the driveway. The foundation is cracking underneath the house. Your house is about to wind up going back to the gods that put it on the planet. I saw that number and went, why? I know what was offered for him. Mm -hmm. My team was one of the ones offering it. You could have gotten a two in this past draft, another two next year, and been done with it. And that's what you should have done. Why? It's one thing to pay a receiver when you're, oh, I don't know, the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And you're committed to a quarterback. You have to win. This is the new regime. We have to do things like that. Best case scenario, Seattle wins how many games this year? With him or without him? Six. I think you're drunk on six. That's a weird way to say four, but okay. (laughs) You said best case scenario. Uh, Okay, best case scenario that doesn't involve like half the league being abducted by space aliens. Okay, three. There you go. (laughs) And that's where it's going to be for the foreseeable future. This is not some long-term deal that keeps him here until the end of time. No. You have four years. There is an entire possibility that he never plays a snap of this contract with a quarterback that's in the top half of the league. Mm -hmm. Then you're not worth it. You're not worth it, period. Receiver is not a position that I'm paying prime capital for if I'm not a prime capital team. And I feel like this was the way, and I said this when we were talking about receivers in the offseason. I didn't feel like Washington could come off Terry McLaurin Mm -hmm. because they're too committed to what they're doing right now. I don't feel like San Francisco can come off Debo Samuel because they're too committed to what they're doing right now Trey Lance needs that piece on and on and on and on. The two that I thought could move were A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. because I really don't care who the receiver is in that offense. I need somebody that can get yak yards, because they're going to do the the vast majority of what they do after the catch, off play action. I don't care who that is. They got a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. Now, is it a – I mean, it was, what, 18, 19, somewhere in there? Mm -hmm. Yay! 
Seattle would have been better off doing that than signing DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Now, I think A.J. Brown's worth more, and the league pretty much bore that out. They were not offered a first-round pick for D.K. Metcalf. That's what they wanted, and now you're stuck. Mm-hmm. But what's the high side? All right, so you've brought him back. Yay. This is my old analogy of, great, you have a Ferrari in the driveway, and you don't know how to drive a stick. We. You would be better off with the draft capital completely resetting this team. Okay. But now, you, but but at least at this point, you have a star. And I know I and. Uh, you have a star receiver Seattle that you can't get the cares. ball. Seattle obviously cares because they wouldn't have shelled out the money if they didn't think that he was worth it. Seattle is the – I want you to tell me if you agree with what I'm going to say or not. Mm-hmm. Seattle is the most clueless franchise in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. That's good. That sounds really bad when I say it. I want to hear your answer, and then I'm going to defend my position. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Chicago is. Chicago, at least, and and they're a they're a very viable answer. You're four months into the new GM. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a ton of capital. You didn't have a ton of assets. It's going to take a minute. My problem with Seattle is they're a team that's in win now mode. They have nothing to win with. This is when I look at franchises and go, uh oh, Th- this has half a decade of just sheer irrelevance written all over it mm-hmm. because you have a seventy year old coach. That, that does not want to go into full-on rebuild. You have a star receiver, and I would say a second really good receiver. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most overrated in the league, in my opinion, not because I don't like him, but just because he's put into these conversations and he shouldn't be. What else do you have? Like, what are you really hanging your hat on? Oh, we got a rookie running back. Woo, we got a running back. All right. We have the best blitzing safety in the league. Woo. That you paid way too much for. Right, right. And, and, and I'm glad you said that that uh-huh. way. Because I want you to look at the dichotomy of two teams. I'm obviously specifically able to talk about one because it's my team. Mm-hmm. My team was in this same shape two years ago. You're listless. You got a few stars. Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams. These are high-end players. What'd they do? They gutted the roster because they knew Sam Darnold ain't the guy. That's not the guy. We're going to have to take the lottery ticket. We're going to have to go get the quarterback, gut the roster. We're not overpaying these guys. We have certain players on the roster, CJ Mosley, that's making a ton. Well, we can't get out of that yet, so just hang out and and stick with us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who's in better shape now, the New York Jets or the Seattle Seahawks? It's the Jets. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Because one of them went be bad, be bad, bad, be bad, be bad, be bad, 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 bad. And the other one went, nope, we can't tank. Pete doesn't want to tank. Right. We have to stay relevant. You know what that ultimately leads to? The Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. Ironic. I got two of these teams in the same division. Well, at least we're interesting. Maybe to people reading articles on your website. Mm-hmm. In terms of the NFL, you're completely irrelevant. Right. The 12s are happy, though. I mean, that you have. Are a, they, though? I mean, okay. Are they do happy? You, do you not think that they would be less happy if they didn't have DK Metcalf? Or would they be happier with three second round picks next year and two first rounders? Because that's what you would have had had you done that. Mm-hmm. And an extra rookie this year. 
I don't think so. I, I just don't believe the average fan looks at the draft the same way you do. And see, I draft think picks I, are, as, are as time is going, they're not useless in the <laughs> least. You, uh, oh, it makes me angry that you even said that. And they are. And the sheer fact that I'm like, uh, I'm, I need water and hydration <laughs> is just making it worse. He's, <laughs> he's at a physical disadvantage and I'm ticking him off. I'm just saying, uh, the average fan looks at it, yeah, okay, it's great. We got these draft picks, but that doesn't do me any good now. And it I fully keep believe me interested now. And I DK fully Metcalf believe the does. average fan is smarter than that. After the break, I'll tell you why. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I am now over 80 pounds down now on the PhD weight loss program. We've been doing it since Thanksgiving. I've been working the plan. Their healthy nutrition, the protein-based diet that I am on with PhD weight loss has helped me lose over 80 pounds. I cannot be happier with my results, and I owe it all to Dr. Ashley Lucas, the MVP of PhD. You have been running 5Ks and doing things like that, which that was not really my goal. I've always been athletic. I've always done athletic things. I just wanted to be able to do it and not die for 48 hours afterwards. And thanks to the plan and program at PhD, I'm able to do that. I'm playing golf the same way I did in my early 20s. I'm down to my high school weight, and I haven't felt like this since I was in high school. And it's all thanks to PhD weight loss. 213 pounds after being 295, mypHDweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road. Nashville or call him at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The Sportsocracy. Hello, everybody. This is good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. Boy, these boys are smart. You talk about Goofy and a pet coon. Let me tell you something. This show is a legitimate slobber knocker. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here in the Ingalls studio. DK Metcalf gets a multi-year extension with the Seattle Seahawks. He gets, was it 70 million? 72 million over four years. Three years. Three years. 24 million a year. All right. 58.2 or something like that's guaranteed. Okay. So, and you said before the break, and I know you said this just to make me angry and it worked. That draft picks are uh, they're meaningless. No, yeah. they're not. No, they're not. And today's 12-bone qu- question of the day is proof positive of that. Number one trending topic in the world right now is what? The, the Mega, Mega Millions, Millions jackpot. Yeah. You know there is a better chance of you being struck by lightning whilst being bitten by a shark and eating a hot dog at the same time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Because that lottery ticket could completely change your life. And so I asked a question on the poll. In the YouTube stream. If you were offered this right now, I already know your answer. You're weird. 
If I offered you $500 cash right now mm-hmm. or $500 worth of Mega Millions tickets, which mm-hmm. one are you taking? The cash. You're taking the cash. Not You're, a doubt. I think the percentage on that is going to be higher on the – I can't tell you that, that that will win. There are going to be a larger percentage than you think of people that go, 500 bucks, I could blow that in one night at a bar. <laughs> but the Mega Millions, if one of those hits, and it gives me hope. Uh-huh. That is one word that is completely undervalued in the NFL. Hope. People like you get obsessed with being, well, at least we're relevant, relevant with Kyler yeah. Murray. I don't care about being relevant. I, Jets fan, been relevant for 20 of the last 30 years. You know what that a dollar would get me? One U.S. Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I don't want relevant. I want to be good. I want hope. I want hope that one day I can see my team raise that trophy and go, I'm better than you, and you can all just eat it. I don't care about about being the seventh seed in the playoffs. I can care less. Who was the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs last year? Don't remember. There you go. The Raiders. Case and point. I think it was was the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Case and point. Nobody cares. Nobody remembers. Except for the fans of that team. Uh, that walked into the playoffs and got absolutely slaughtered. Phenomenal. You were in the playoffs for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Ask Steelers fans if last year was a success. The answer will be an overwhelming, unmitigated no. Well, it depends on what franchise you're talking about, too. Mm, that's I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Right. I mean, and, like, and that's kind of my point. Because last year, so last year, the last game of the season between the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers, kick the new orleans saints out of the playoffs mm-hmm. if the new orleans saints had made the playoffs last year every saints fan would be like yeah it was a great season i don't agree with you okay and we have some saints fans in our youtube comments you happy just making the playoffs you just, just being there the saints the steelers the packers mm-hmm. the the good team the teams that have been good for the last 15 20 years mm-hmm. seahawks included in that by the way when you're, are you happy just making the playoffs? Remember back to the last time. I don't know. It's been at least twenty years since your Jets made the playoffs. Did you not feel good that it's you were in the playoffs? Years. It's been ten years. Did you not feel good that your team was in the playoffs? Depends on the year. The, the year we beat Pat McAfee and and Peyton Manning in in the uh, RCA dump. Yeah, absolutely. I felt great. Yeah. You know why? Because I thought we could win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Going in and just getting beat. No. I don't want to go in and know I have no shot. Mm-hmm. And that's, all right, so you said it depends on the team. What te- Name me a team in the NFL that would be happy just making the playoffs this year. Uh, the Houston Texans. Losers. Next. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. For the last five years, losers. The Atlanta Falcons. Losers. Right. I keep doing this. Yeah. And that's but kind that's of my point. point. That. There's this myth that, well, just being relevant, at least we have a reason to care. I've done this so many times. The Ryan Fitzpatrick arrow with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hopeful. Oh, great. We're not going to go 4-13. and 13. Sweet. If we accidentally make the playoffs, we will be beaten so savagely that I'm going to have to take a nap afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'd rather miss the playoffs than go in hopeless. And now, as somebody that I think it's working, uh, a a, a segment we're going to do next week is the hope factor. Okay. 
there's a team in the NFL that I think has less hope than you believe based on pictures from their training camp. I've been very close to my team. There's a lot of hope. Doesn't mean you're going to be good. No. But you know what it does? It reinvigorates the fan base. Did signing DK Metcalf reinvigorate Seattle? Do you think a lot of people went, well, I got to go re-up my season tickets right now. Maybe. Man, I can't wait to be in with the 12s while we've got DK and down 35 to 3. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Maybe, but it's the best thing you got going. Mark my calendar for 17 Sundays this year. What, you really think that they were going to sign up and, woo, we got two draft picks out of the deal. You would walk we into next year. We said goodbye to the best draft pick that we've made since Russell Wilson for two very unknown things. Mm-hmm. Hope lottery tickets ridiculous lottery tickets and that's where you and i patently disagree on things uh-huh. you take the 500 bucks in cash and go woo! can't wait all uh, right i got 500 done. bucks that, that's that's four takes of gas yep and for me i'm going i spend 500 bucks at a club in one night i've seen me do it not that I, long ago i would rather have the sure thing i would rather you hand me hey i have dk metcalf who is one of the best wide receivers in NFL history in his first three years. Statistically speaking, he is one of the best of all time. And that's a very misleading stat. Okay. Because he's not in the top five of the last five years. So you just got two of them that haven't hit three years yet. Mm -hmm. He's great. And that was with Russell Wilson. Now you don't have Russell Wilson. And you got to hope maybe we get something that's pseudo close to russell mm-hmm. maybe we get lucky and it's in the ballpark of russell wilson but i don't think it will be the draft picks to me are just i would rather have the sure thing now i know i have a centerpiece to build around we know i have to find the quarterback we were gonna have to do that anyway but oh great i go find a quarterback now i got nobody to throw him for him to throw to mm-hmm. so i have dk Solves so have, a problem. Uh, it's, it solves no problem. It solves no problem. Look at the Green Bay Packers. All right, that's a historically great fan franchise, fact or fiction. Fact. Devontae Adams. I want more money. Bye. Mm-hmm. LMNO, bye. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. And you know what their solution is? We'll figure it out. Because we're winners. We have Aaron Rodgers. We will figure it See, out. See, that's the thing. We have Aaron Rodgers. If they didn't have Aaron Rodgers... They probably would have kept Devontae Adams. I don't agree with you. Okay. That franchise, historically, that's just not true. They're not going to overpay guys like that. And if you look at the franchises that have been historically good in this league, you know what they all have in common? They don't ever do this. Pittsburgh Steelers. How many guys have you watched walk out the door in Pittsburgh for zero? Mm -hmm. And they just go, you know what? It's fine. We'll figure it out. Right. Because we're a good franchise. And this is what drives me absolutely crazy in this league is DK makes headlines. Why? How many games is DK Metcalf going to win you in his career? If the, the, the what? Four, four years of this deal. It was a three-year deal, and you got the, the one year that he was already on contract. Mm-hmm. How many games is he going to win you? If everything stays copacetic at quarterback, it's Drew Locke for four years. How many of those games is DK Metcalf going to win you? I'll uh, be nice and say three. I was going to say, uh. Cool. You're paying $24 million a win. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Safwan Ben Malik in the uh, YouTube comments says, as a Raiders fan, he'd, he'd happily take the sure thing in Adams over the lottery picks. It applies there, too. 
and they I, gave up first round draft get picks to get Devontae Adams. I'm taking the star. And I fully get that. You can't compare the Seahawks to the Raiders. I agree. That Raiders team is ready to compete right now. If you didn't see Josh McDaniels in my little uh, sashimi day, I'm higher on the Raiders than I have ever been before. <laughs> and that's why they looked at Devontae Adams and went, okay, we're good. Yeah. We're good. I'm in. Go get Devontae. Give Devontae to Derek Carr. We'll get more out of Derek Carr than you could possibly have out mm-hmm. of him. More out of Drew Locke is uh, what you would have gotten out of Russell Wilson if he had had the same sh- sh- sashimi issue that I had. Congratulations. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. This weekend is a big weekend in the sports world. I mean, we you know, we got the training camps and stuff in the NFL and all that, but combat sports and entertainment. Combat entertainment is that is that is that where we fall in with uh, is, is that now? Jake Paul? Is that <laughs> No, I'm talking about the uh WWE. It's a big it's a big wrestling weekend. Oh, is, what is this? Uh Super Slam. It's uh SummerSlam. Oh. It's more fun, my life. SummerSlam in uh, Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Also, Ric Flair's last match. We've got a big UFC fight card coming up tomorrow night as well. But in Nashville for the WWE, apparently they were doing tryouts. Mm-hmm. They I had an open tryout. They had an open tryout. And it looked like they were in like the Ryman Auditorium. And they were just like calling people up to the stage, like, uh, "Hey, here's Joe Blow from down the street. Come on up here and see what kind of promo you can cut." That, that's how those open tryout work. Open tryouts work, right? Is that you go and you have to get in, and there are some prerequisites to get in the building, right? Like it, any dumpy individual can't just walk up and go, "I want to be a wrestler." That's not how that works. But the person that you're getting ready to say, hey, they just went, "He's fine." let him in oh absolutely because he's got name recognition he's got star power he's got flair and he is a ginormous human being six foot ten former defensive player of the year in the nba dwight howard showed up at the nashville uh summer slam open tryout for the wwe and i just i'm trying to wrap my head around why no why are people flipping out about this? Like, I have seen so many comments on social media of, oh, look at Dwight Howard. He's going to be the next superstar. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. He got up there and he did not even an original promo. He got up there and started doing a, an outtake from uh, the, the Last Dragon, the Bruce Lee movie. He was imitating Shownuff. If you haven't seen the movie, Shownuff, it's he's a guy who walks up and says, who's the master? And everybody goes, show enough. He was doing the show enough bit in front of the crowd. It was it was genuinely terrible. It was awful. And then he posted a picture of him dressed up like the character from the 1985 movie. 
it was it was fun. Like it would be funny if it was on a Saturday Night Live skit. It was genuinely terrible. It was bad. It was bad. But now there's there's a swell of people going. Oh, we need to see Dwight Howard in WWE. No, we do not. I have seen this twice before. It was back in the 1990s. And do you remember the two basketball players that tried it? Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. Bingo. With WCW. And how did that work out? We got treated to a match of Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone against Hulk Hogan and uh, Dennis Rodman. And neither one of them looked like they belonged in a ring. The, the only thing I remember about that, and it's really the only thing I remember about WCW, for some reason, everybody at those events thought they could just throw trash in the ring and it was oh, yeah. okay. Oh, it was. I will never, I remember nothing else. There's no repercussions. That and the Harlem Heat, because I know oh, Stevie Ray. they were so great. The Harlem Heat. That's the only that. reason I remember that specific part of it. Right. But Dwight Howard, not going to be the next WWE superstar. Will he be showing up at WWE events? Will he get camera time? Of course he will, because he's a former three-time defensive player of the year in the NBA, and he's got name recognition. Here's what I know. At your <laughs> at your beloved Super Slam, uh, Pat McAfee's facing somebody named Happy Corbin. I, I don't know who this person is. Oh, yeah, formerly King Corbin. Uh, he's also one of Pat's former roommates with the Indianapolis Colts. That's the only reason I would watch this. Oh, I, I will watch it. You tell me I'm going to see Pat Mack in the ring again after what he did at WrestleMania? I'm in 100%. That's the only reason to watch it. That, because the headliner is, we got Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the 4,000th time. <laughs> I don't even watch this sport, and I know they've done this about 50 times. Oh, yeah. So, dumb. Yeah, Dwight Howard, stop. You know what else is dumb? Madden's player ratings, which have been progressively making me angrier as time has gone on as they're released. Well, why? Well, EA, they decided to do something about it, and it didn't quite go the way they thought it would. The company launched a ratings hotline on Thursday where fans, players of the game, and theoretically actual NFL players could call to complain or make other comments about the latest Madden ratings, which were slowly unveiled over the course of the month. Okay. Now, I've told you that, and before I finish the statement, how do you think that went? Horribly. A lot of angry 12-year-olds just dropping F-bombs repeatedly. They got inundated with phone calls. Over a thousand in the opening hour. Oh, yeah, didn't nice. quite go the way you thought. But the the premise was that if you made a compelling enough case, they might actually shift the player's rating. Apparently, they've never been in an AOL chat room or in any Call of Duty room in the history of time. You're not going to get the best and the brightest calling this. No. And you know why I know that? Because I was one of them. <laughs> Because you would 100% have done this. I, there's no would have done this. I 100% did do this. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. You called Jamar him? Chase is the 18th highest rated receiver on the game. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not proud of what I said. 
My mother oh. would be very angry at me if she knew what I said to that hotline. Interesting. Adam Thielen is ahead of Jamar Chase. I, I need to ask you this question, though. Why do you care so much that the Madden ratings are off? Because if, I love Madden. But if you're going to play the game, can't you change the rating yourself? Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Because when I play you online, you're going to catch that same ridiculous, overinflated Adam Thielen, and my Jamar Chase is not going to be as good as he's supposed to be. Oh, poor baby. Okay, I'll still smoke you anyway. Open open invite. I will smoke you. And I don't care how good you think you are. Open invite. You will get scattered, smothered, covered, diced, and chunked. <laughs> I'm good at about seven things in this life. Madden is one of them. Uh-huh. The others, I mean, there's drinking. Drinking. And I'm, then I'm about very... five other things that we can't mention on the show. Swearing. Uh, <laughs> purveying buildings with no windows. Uh <laughs> Can I say drinking again? Is that allowed? Uh, sure. Sure. I'm not it, the softer, gentler touch. It so just, it, sorry. it just baffles me why anyone over the age of 12 would care that much. You can fix it yourself. But you can't fix it online. Okay? You can fix it on your game. Mm-hmm. You can fix it for you. Yeah. I don't want to play me. I want to play you. And I want to put on my headset and say things that are horrible to you. Well, why don't you just be better? Uh, you don't want me to be better. I'm already. I'm just saying, if you can't do I'm it, already up there. If pretty, you can't do it with the uh, the the overall 86 Jamar Chase, what makes you think you're going to be able to do you it with, with the, the Jets. 93 Jamar Chase or whatever? I it is. can beat you with the Jets. Sure. I just want it to be more accurate. I'm not asking much. Just get the ratings right. He just wants it to be more accurate so he can win by 70 instead of winning by 50. I'm going to win by 70 anyway. The question <laughs> is, am I going to break a hundo? Nice. Uh, it seems that things are uh, changing. The tides are turning when it comes to the college football playoff expansion. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with Caleb Peak At the end of the program, Dennis Dodd on CBS writing that uh, the, the mood – for the expansion to 16 college football playoff teams appears to be softening. Of course it is. Of course it is. The, the, this the is the most predictable thing you'll ever hear in your life. And it's because somebody finally got to uh, Kevin Warren and went, hey, we don't have to say that you get a seat at the table. Your champion will be one of the six highest rated champions every single year. No doubt. I don't look for there to be many times that who wins the Big Ten winds up behind the AAC champion. Right. I don't think that's much of a problem. And I guess the original thought from Kevin Warren was that maybe we'll get left behind in all of this. I, Of course you're going to be guaranteed a spot. It should be the Pac-12 that's concerned about guaranteeing a spot. The Pac-12 doesn't care about – I mean, they just want to keep relevance. Because the discrepancy between all of these is getting astronomical. And you know why Kevin Warren is all of a sudden feeling all hunky-dunky? Because they had preliminary discussions about their next TV deal. Mm -hmm. Do you know where the number started? No. Per year. Per year? 1.3 1.3 billion dollars you're close it's a billion it was a billion which is more than anybody else has for posterity's sake the mountain west deal is 270 million dollars for six years of course it is nobody cares 
Uh, the Pac-12's deal was $3 billion total for 12 years, mm-hmm. and it's getting ready to expire, and they've already walked away from the table because it's gone down. Yeah. The Big Ten and the SEC at this point, I, I hate to break this to anybody that that, that thought, oh, well, we're, it's going to stay fair. They'll let one of the group of five schools in. Yeah, they will. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get smoked. As they would in any other scenario had the conference expansion not happened. And this is as easy to figure out as humanly possible. Dabo Sweeney can get angry and put his fingers in his ears and yell and pitch a fit and scream all he wants to. You'll still get a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. That table, that, that seat's still going to be there. When I say the ACE, the ACC is going to be irrelevant, I mean it's going to be the ACE, the AAC. That's where you're headed. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Florida State's gone. I, I can tell you this. I don't feel like I'm being spicy here because I, I ain't the only one telling you this. They're down to the Big Ten and the SEC. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll lose their grand rights, and they don't care. No. They don't even kind of care. Because they have lawyers that they feel like can get them out of that. Mm-hmm. And Clemson and Miami and Louisville and several others are in the exact same boat. But when you see this money, of course Kevin Warren's changed his mind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a billion dollars a year translates to each school? And this this would start in 2024 when USC and, and UCLA show up. $700 million? I don't know. There are 14 schools. How in the world would you separate a billion dollars into 700 million a school? Oh, I thought you meant that's what the schools take. No. From the billion. No, it'd be $80 million a year per school. $80 million per school. Per school. Well, see, there you go. If you got to pay $100 million to get out of the the ACC and you join the Big Mm -hmm. Ten, you'll make that up in a year and it's not quite that basic because you would still have the grant of rights issue that you would have to get out of mm-hmm. you'd make it up in five yeah that's what i've been told is that you could expect even with the buyout of that deal the money going into the big 10 or into the sec because the sec's deal runs out i think in 24 as well they have a deal with there's weird it's split up into different like the basketball deal and the football deal are all different the SEC is going to be right with them. Mm-hmm. You'll make the money up. None of it matters. None of it matters. And what I think the NCAA is finally figuring out three years too late, your bowl games are irrelevant. Nobody cares about the Citrus Bowl. And there's only one way to make anybody care about it. Mm-hmm. It has to mean something. It has to mean something. Mm-hmm. And the only way it's going to mean something is if it's tied into all of the other playoff games. Now, the question is, how are you going to acquiesce the Big Ten and the SEC? And there's one very simple answer to that, which I'll tell you right after the break. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. 
Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch there's a lot of talk about heroes these days hey buddy you want to go fishing the folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? All right, back in the Sportsocracy. We're talking college football playoff expansion. It seems that the uh, strings are loosening on the idea of having a 16-team playoff. Of course they are. Of course they are. Because somebody somewhere is getting in the ear of these commissioners going, you do realize this is not going to go how you think it will, right? All right, so last year, if we had done a 16-team playoff, what conference would have gotten the most teams in? The SEC. Nope. Really? Not As a matter of fact, they're not even two. There what? are two different conferences that would have gotten four teams in, and the SEC ain't one of them. Really? No. You'd have gotten Alabama in as the one, mm-hmm. Georgia is the three, Ole Miss is the eight. No other SEC team makes it. Texas A&M won in the top 16? Not going into, not going into the bowl games. Huh. Okay. Texas A&M also lost. they lost four games last year Mm -hmm. so yeah you would have had three sec teams and i think somebody finally had to go you do understand just because they're better than you they have to play each other so they're gonna keep losing games and if you do this by cfp rankings you're not getting seven sec teams in Mm -hmm. do you know the seventh team in the sec would have been last year kentucky i don't think they're getting in no and I don't care what happens when Oklahoma comes in. I don't care what happens when Texas comes in. At best, you'll get four teams per conference. I would say the Big Ten and the SEC can routinely expect to have four, four each. So you fill out half of it with those two conferences. The champions of four other conferences are going to get in mm-hmm. because they're going to tie that, but they're not going to tie it to the conference. It'll be the six highest rated conference champions. That's where there was so much gristle before 
from Kevin Warren of, well, what if we're not one of the six highest rated conference champions? What are you, a moron? Yeah. You can't seriously be that stupid. There's not a team that could win the Big Ten that's not going to be in the top five. Uh, because you'd have to have the Mountain West and the AAC pass you. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Right. And then you'll get four at-larges that will be spread across the Big 12, Pac-10, ACC. Mm-hmm. Woo. But I want you to just think about what the matchups would have been if you'd done this last year. Alabama, Oklahoma would have been in the first round. And I'm sure you would have done it at Bryant Denny. That's how you're going to convince these schools to do this. Home game. If you're give one of the, the top gate. eight yeah. seeds, you get a home game. Yeah, give them the gate. And here's what you would have had in that. Alabama would host Oklahoma. Michigan would have hosted Iowa. Georgia, Oregon. BYU, Cincinnati. That's the dog baby in this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cute that you two little group of five. Yay, you're spunky and fun not great but it would have been intrigue at least because it would have been hey we're gonna have at least one uh group of five team in the second round yep i think they should do that anyway notre dame pittsburgh ohio state utah so we would have actually gotten the rose bowl game we would have just got in the first round and it would have been at the horseshoe right baylor michigan state Ole miss oklahoma state who doesn't sign up for that right now tell me that tournament spread across espn abc I'm sure somebody else is going to get involved in that. Mm-hmm. I don't think ESPN and ABC can do it themselves and the scheduling not get clunky. Who's saying no to that? Well, Clemson wouldn't make it. Well, Clemson was terrible last year. They'll be in it this year. They'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. But we don't have enough ACC team. Well, you're not good. And, and neither is the Pac-12. You're, you're going to go into this and get absolutely slaughtered. Right. You're lucky to have a team involved. Yeah. Enjoy that. This is your path to sustainability because your media deals are not going to touch what these other two do. Mm -mm. So they're going to be printing money. You're going to have to find some way to catch them. And I shouldn't even say catch them because they're going to beat you in this too. Stay competitive with them. And that's how you do it. That's how you do it. This is how you don't have the star quarterback, the star running back, the star wide receiver sit out your bowl game. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I have argued upside down with people about. Oklahoma plays Alabama in that opening game. Anybody sitting? No. Any of these guys looking at it going, nope, I'm not playing in this game? No. No, they're not. You'd have had everybody playing. Iowa, any of their guys looking at this going, we're not playing against Michigan? No. Nope. I don't care if you have a shot to win it. You're still going to play. Mm-hmm. Because this game legitimately matters. And to me, you, you got smart guys here. Look, I've bashed Kevin Warren for an extended period of time because he seems to have to be told things very slowly for him to understand it. Behind closed doors, he has to say something really stupid, and then about two months later, somebody tells him, hey, that was dumb. Mm -hmm. You should unwind that. (laughs) And and again, brilliant guy. You're just, you speak sometimes, I think, before you think about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And this is, that's what's happened here. They told him behind closed doors, you'd have had four teams in this last year. Right. You'd have had four teams in this. Two of them would have played each other. So you would have been guaranteed to have at least one in the final eight. And Ohio State would have been a 47-point favorite against uh, Utah. Hey, works for everybody. And what's the school's cut of that profit going to be? Depends on how much the money is. I think a tournament like that, because you got to understand, that's 15 extra games. You have three mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It makes roughly a billion dollars as it sits. I don't think it would be totally apples to apples of, okay, we just multiply it by five. Yeah. 
but I could easily see a path where it makes four billion dollars. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Well, because Dennis Dodd in his story wrote that the twelve-team playoff had been estimated to be worth one point two billion. The current playoff is worth a billion, and that's a projection for a couple years down the line, not where it sits right now. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 in the Sportsocracy. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Flostradamus, Jeremy Green. And yes, his... there's a lot of green going on with you right now. Well, I was trying to make my my face match my your, shirt. Your face is green. Your shirt's green. Your name is green. Just way too much going on. He has recovered from the sashimi tsunami that happened. Sashimi gate. (laughs) Just, just cook your food. That's the only thing you need to do. I look. I love sushi. I don't love it right now, and and I may never love it again. Mm -hmm. But I did going into two days ago. Yeah. Uh, So he is back with us here on the sportsocracy we got the daily draft still to come at the top of the next hour as we'll be drafting a fantasy team one-on-one mano and mano and from the nfc north division i also have to say one more thing before we get off the uh the the college football topic Mm -hmm. and this is directly at gavin newsom because i've heard this well we're upset the ucla didn't tell us blah, blah 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 hey gavin you can't figure out when you're supposed to wear a mask and when you're not you also can't figure out a bunch of things that oh i don't know you should have learned it about the fourth grade so how about you get better at your job and leave this to the people that get it old gavin Newsom. oh his he makes my brain hurt we're demanding. well they did we demand that they what that they're gonna make oodles more money right uh, i explained it ended message repeat the line yeah they're gonna make oodles of money go away okay i love the response from the school too like he's like ah, oh, this is a state university and we should know what your plan is and how are you going to maintain your relationship with the what do they call it the the brother school uh they, because they went with cal us. berkeley yeah but uh, who cares about cal berkeley no that's who they care about because that's the state school i and i i, I th- there is one thing that i absolutely detest and it's the only time that I will break the no politics rule. Mm-hmm. When politicians get into sports and they show how absolutely unequivocally stupid they are when it comes to this, I will berate you over it. School's response was perfect, though. And, and if you've ever wondered how dumb smart people are when it comes to sports, there are a lot of smart people that love sports. Mm-hmm. Watch Jeopardy. Yeah. Watch one five-question run of, of sports on Jeopardy and watch genius people go, uh... This team won a billion D NBA titles. Who are the Chicago Dolphins? <laughs> Man, you you can literally quote War and Peace line by line, mm-hmm. and you don't know who the Los Angeles Lakers are. Stay out of sports. Exactly. Stay in your lane. Exactly. UCLA's response, though, was perfect. Uh, we make all athletics decisions 
on our own. Yeah, independent of a, you. Yeah, that's not a state decision. That's an athletics department decision. Butt out. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And it's time to continue with our uh, pre-season prognostications. Jeremy has spicy takes for each and every one of the NFC divisions. We did the AFC back on Tuesday, so if you missed that and you want to check that out, go back and check it out on the podcast on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. You can hear the program on the app and take us with you everywhere you go. So starting off in the NFC, what is your spiciest take on the NFC? If you had to categorize it, like what's your four-alarm nuclear meltdown? I mean, it depends how you want to quantify that. The thing that the most people will disagree with me about or the thing that is the, the, the most bizarre when you hear it out loud the one people will disagree with you most on. All right, I'm going to cheat here because we're Carolina Panthers affiliates. Okay. So I'm going to say something, and there will be Panther fans that go, you're stupid. Sam Darnold's going to start more games than Baker Mayfield, and he should. Did you happen to see is how day just, one of practices went? Is this just because the practice stats were no, good? It's because I've thought this anyway. It's because I've thought this anyway. And if I've learned anything over the course of time, if you see two entities that have vaguely the same talent, mm-hmm. which I think Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold do, I would agree. Find the one that has less hype. That's the winner. Did you happen to see, and, and I, can't, I can't remember if it was CBS Sports, it was somebody that did a counter of how many times or each of these guys' names said as they walked down the, the, the little pathway to get on the field. Oh my gosh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Baker's was, I stopped paying attention at 20. Mm-hmm. Sam's got to two. There's no hype on Sam Darnold whatsoever. And what that means is, I go back to what I said about Seattle. If you have no expectations, it's hard to get let down. Mm-hmm. There's no expectation of, of Sam Darnold. Chris D in our YouTube comments said, Darnold will play max two games. Over. Aggressively over, actually. If, so, if a sports book was willing to give me that... I would just go, how much money can I actually liquidate at one time and not starve to death by the end of December? Right. Just so we, just so you can pay off everything. Because here's the question. All right, let's say, let's just for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. say that Baker wins the job. What can he do that would make you feel warm and fuzzy? If you're a Panthers fan. And this is an open question. Anybody hearing the sound of my voice, feel free to, in the YouTube comments, thesportsocracy.com, however you want to get there, what can he do that would satiate you? Because there's three tiers of fans. There's the bottom tier that has absolutely no faith in either one of them and just hopes the whole thing implodes. You're going to be in the same mindset no matter what happens. There's another mindset that thinks, well, if one of these quarterbacks can be above average then we're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. A, no, you're not. B, neither one of them can do that. And then there's this this third, and I don't think it's a huge percentage, but it's there, that thinks Baker's going to show up and have this chip on his shoulder, which is a bad thing, mm-hmm. and lead us to the promised land. Does anybody believe that about Sam Darnold? No. No. 
No, they don't. So when this season starts, and this is most likely how this is going to go, do you realize how tough the first seven games of this schedule are? Your layup is the, the Cleveland Browns. That That's the easy game in the first seven. That and the New York Giants. Other than that, you play the Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, and Buccaneers. If he had wings and could fly, you won't win more than three of those. Mm-hmm. I'll bet anything you want. So when you're two and five, who are you going to blame? Baker. There you go. There you go. This is not that hard to figure out. No. And I'm going to level with you. And maybe I'm playing three-dimensional chess here. Maybe I've got a tinfoil hat on my head. Hashtag birds aren't real. And I'm going full-on conspiracy. I'm not sure that's not why you did it. I'm 100% not convinced that that's not why you did it. Really? So it's like a shell game. You bring in Baker Mayfield, and then that grows the fan base back to Sam. Mm-hmm. Because here's how the schedule ends. That's diabolical. 100% it is. Yeah. And if you think teams don't do it, I got a bridge to sell you. I've watched it. I watched Adam Gase do this one time. I watched him do it. Sam got, uh, uh, it wasn't coronavirus. Mono. It was uh, mono. mono. He got mono. Yeah. You're doomed to fail. And then he brought him back at the end of the season. They won six of seven, I think, mm-hmm. at the end of the year. And all of a sudden, everybody thought, well, Adam Gates might actually be a smart coach. <laughs> no, he brought Sam in when the schedule lightened up. I have it on good authority. He was ready to play a week before they brought him back. And I don't remember who that game was against. I think it was the Broncos. And it was on Thursday Night Football. And they looked at it and went, we're not going to win that anyway. So we'll give Sam the extra days. It's a short week. We're not going to bring Sam back. Then he came back after that. All of a sudden, he looked good, and it completely changed the way that you looked at the franchise in the Mm offseason. So if you look at what happens after that last Bucks game, you go at the Falcons, Bengals, Falcons, at the Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers, Lions, Buccaneers, Saints. I didn't say it was pretty. No, it ain't. It's a lot prettier than that first seven. You will be lucky to beat a Cleveland Browns team without Deshaun Watson and the Giants. Mm -hmm. You tell me who else you're going to beat. You really think you're going to beat the Saints? Really? The Cardinals? You think you're going to stop Kyler Murray? I'm not wild about him as it sits. But there's not really a path where this is going to... Didn't they beat them last year? Didn't they beat them in the Cam Newton I'm back game? Yeah, and I promise you, they ain't forgot that either. (laughs) They ain't forgot that either. And so if they get a shot to blow you out, right guess what they're gonna do they're gonna blow you out mm-hmm. and i've just i've sat back and watched it and i'm just telling you and, and i'm i'm literally watching it in the comments right now kevin vick one of our great followers on this show we already stopped kyler murray mm-hmm. with a quarterback that they weren't prepared for mm-hmm. in a game that they walked in very ill prepared because they thought they were going to walk over you and then you let cam take some victory laps do you know how that ends I've seen this happen because teams don't forget that. When you take your little victory lap, they'll take one on you. Mm-hmm. I watched Bill Belichick do it to us, and, and and a little piece of me died. I don't remember what the score was, but I think it was 56 to 10 or something like that. They could have stopped. They didn't want to. Right. And so I'm just looking at how the schedule lays out going, huh, maybe it's diabolical. Maybe I'm hashtag birds aren't real conspiracy theory guy. It's the best explanation I've found so far. Mm-hmm. 
of why would you why would you do this knowing how it's going to end? Oh, because Matt Rule's trying to save his job. He knows there is nothing he can do that's going to change that first seven games. When the schedule came out, he looked at that and went, uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is not going to be pretty. How do I not get fired in seven weeks? But then he saw the backside, which has the Steelers, who could be out of playoff contention trying to groom Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions, who will probably be far out of the playoff picture. Still good, still improved, but not a, a juggernaut of a team. Mm-hmm. The best thing they do will be score points. The best thing you would do will be play defense. Yeah. So if Sam Darnold can come in and carve up the Lions, have a decent game against the Steelers, beat the Falcons twice, what does that do? Now it makes it okay for you to bring back Sam. Small deal. He's not going to get $20 million, but he might get 10 mm-hmm. And you let Matt Carell sit behind him, and Matt Rule can sell this to David Tepper in the fan base. Three-dimensional chess? Maybe. Maybe it is. Hmm. Maybe it is. But I watched every clip that the Panthers put out, and it was all the Baker Mayfield hype show. Of course it was. Hmm. Why would He's you the new do guy that? in town. Why would you do that? Why would you make a Baker? Oh, but uh, clicks. They don't care about clicks. Hate to break this to you. NFL teams don't care about clicks. They care about shielding a narrative. And the narrative is going to be, well, Baker's the guy that's coming in to save the world for us. Seven games later. Baker's thrown 15 interceptions in seven games. Bye, Baker. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Sam. Or back, Corral. I can't tell you it'll be, ba- it'll be Sam Darnold. I think it will be. All right, so the first of the spicy takes for the NFC, Sam Darnold will start more games for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback than Baker Mayfield will. We'll have more coming up next. From the Flostradamus himself, the Shishimi incident. Ugh. Coming up next. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Yeah, we're all gearing up for the start of the NFL season. We got training camps underway. Today, we're talking about the spiciest of Flostradamus takes on the NFC. First up was Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Who's going to start more games? He says it's going to be Sam Darnold. You've been challenged to a torture ticket, by the way. 
by one Mr. Kevin Vick. I okay. already have a torture ticket on the line with Stephen Tao. Is that what ba- you're a crappy Boston yeah, Red Sox? the Baltimore Orioles fan that whoever finishes in last place, the, the, the fan of that team has to take a pie to the face. I, I hope you like pie. Uh, Kevin Vick says that he will not be doing the uh, wiffle ball bat that you've been trying to get me to do for a year. And I'm not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Is that it. just because people are afraid of what I'll do if you get if you put a bat in my hand? A hundred percent. Okay. Get, Nobody wants to take that. Not, well, why would we? Why would anyone say, yeah, I will let you hit me in the privates with a wiffle ball bat? Well, Those damn things hurt. Yeah. I wouldn't even let you hit me in the back with one. Like a kendo stick. Yeah. Like, like old school wrestling. Yeah. No. Lance Storm, there. sit down. You don't need to use the kendo stick. It's out there. Uh, <laughs> Tattoo League's still out there, too, by the way, for so, anybody that wants to be in So, there. Kevin Vick, I will just – I'll say this. You name the terms of the torture ticket, and I will guarantee you Jeremy will take it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very little scares me. As long as it doesn't have fur or feathers, I really don't care. I mean, I'm not getting into a, into a cage with a bunch of birds or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. the secret out. But, I mean, I think I've proven I'm, I'm not scared much. Right. Indeed. So, torture ticket could be on the line for that one. Uh, all right. How about, um, any, any, while we're on the NFC South with the Carolina Panthers, any other spicy takes about the South? New Orleans Saints win this division. Hmm. I'm not backing off that. Yep. The Ryan Jensen injury is bigger than people think. The interior of that line being completely... No. overhauled yep. is bigger than people think and having no Gronk is bigger than people think mm-hmm. not saying you don't make the playoffs just saying look at the two schedules and i don't think it's that spicy to go new orleans may very well win this division they could and i think the chances are greater now that ryan jensen is oh no down. doubt so no doubt i mean they, we still don't know if it's a torn acl or what They're it's just significant significant time He'll miss months of the season. They're wanting to not say it's season ending. Mm-hmm. They're going to wait for the, the test to come back to say that. But it looks less than ideal. Peace and peace. Hope it's better than that. So the New Orleans Saints come in with their uh, you know with their top-notch defense. I will not be surprised to see this be a top-five defense in the NFL this year. And Jameis Winston, I'm not going to be surprised to see him in the top Five. I'll say top five. Top five un- in passing yards. That would stun me. Uh, but that defense is grossly underrated, and I will continue to say that. Mm-hmm. That's one of those hills I'm prepared to die on. You can hate the Saints all you want to. That team's good. Yep. And there are a lot of toys in that I- I- on that defense that will mitigate bad Jameis. Mm-hmm. Lots of toys on the offense as well factually accurate all those wide receivers just saying y'all those of you who believe that Jameis is incapable of having a really good season i just want to keep reminding you he threw for five thousand yards and i will also tell you this as somebody that is as connected to the florida state program as i am he keeps score Mm -hmm. he sees what people say about him and he's i'm not gonna say he's sensitive to it but he does use it oh he's sensitive I don't think he's really sensitive to it, but he uses he uses that for a chip. He's heard it all. Heard all the things about Andrew Dalton and Taysom Hill, and they should go get Jimmy Garoppolo. 
He's heard it all. He's going to eat a bunch of dubs this year. I agree. All right. How about the – let's go with the NFC North. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you said this one because there's not a lot to it. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this division. Okay. And this is almost – I'm almost reticent to say what I'm getting ready to say because it's super myopic, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot spicy here. If you had to pick the leading receiver for the Green Bay Packers, who is it? Because I'm going to say a name I don't think you're prepared for me to say. I don't know. I mean, Alan Lazard, Randall I, Randall I would Cobb. go Alan Lazard. I'm going to go Romeo Dubs. <laughs> okay. I have this on really good authority. Mm-hmm. They currently think he's ahead of Christian Watson, and they're dumbfounded that they got him. Really? That will be the player that you see me take late in fantasy drafts, and I'm just going to kind of chuckle to myself. I've seen him do this with less talented players. Right. I love Romeo Dubs anyway. But that's a name that I get thrown at me quite often. Okay. Romeo Dubs could be the number one wide receiver statistics And now if I had a dollar for every one of these guys that flies too close to the sun with wings made of butter, I'd be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. But I'm just going to say... I've heard this from very rational people that do not tend to over – they don't tend to jump at things like this. Well, I mean, look at that team, though. I mean, do you really believe in Alan Lazard? Do you believe no, Alan Lazard is not a, as a number one. one? Not as a one. No. But I think he's going to take that number one coverage, and it's going to allow the rookies to eat. If you remember when we got done with the draft, I said, I'm telling you, that's a more talented receiving core than you think it is from top to bottom. And Christian Watson. It doesn't have the guy, but it has a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Christian Watson could could miss time. We don't know. He's he had the knee scoped recently, so that that's a warning sign already. The reports out of minicamp weren't good. Just saying, there's a lot of holes in this hole. Christian Watson's the next number one wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I think he is in time, but it's going to take time. It could be. Which leads me to the other spicy NFC North take. Okay, I won't be shocked if the Bears don't win a game. So. They're not involved in this. Uh-huh. They're going to pick number one. That sounds spicy, and it's in and of They're itself. bad, 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 bad. Oh, and seventeen, first one ever. They'll accidentally win a game. They'll win. The Bears strike me as the franchise that will have. They'll go Jacksonville uh, of last year. All you have to do is lose for the number one pick, and they'll win. Or Jets. <clears throat> we don't talk about that <laughs> around here. Okay. I still love Zach Wilson. I think we came out on the better end of that. Okay. I love Zach Wilson. Call me after this year and see how you feel. Mom's layer, Zach Wilson. I fully believe the Green Bay Packers are going to walk winning this division. Okay. I fully believe the Detroit Lions are going to be closer to the Minnesota Vikings than the Minnesota Vikings are to the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. I want to say Detroit finished the second in this division, but I like Minnesota too much. Yeah, no, I can fully see a scenario where Green Bay is a 11-12 win team. Minnesota is a 9-10 win team. But I don't – see, I, I can't get there with you because I look at Detroit and I go, I think best-case scenario they win seven games, maybe eight. I think you're underselling Green Bay, first of all. Oh, that they'll they'll be more than a twelve win team. Green Bay could be one of those teams that you're looking at. They start in December and go, well, don't have a lot to play for here. 
already got this division locked up. Okay. I think that team's very, very good. I also look at Detroit, and this is quickly becoming my favorite overbet because they play a slew of teams that are both not good and could not play dead in the Western defensively. Mm-hmm. And I look at Jared Goff and go, you know, I've seen you put up numbers when you had weapons. And I'm not sure you've ever had weapons this good. I'm not sure the team he had in L.A. had weapons this good. That may be spicy in and of itself. I love the way this offense is built. And your defense is not great. Mm -hmm. I think Detroit's closer to Minnesota than people want to believe. Okay. By the, by the end of this, I'm going to say, you know what? Lions are winning the Super Bowl. Let's go Bengals <laughs> 2.0. I won't, I won't go that over the top. Right. Do you still, you, do you still believe? Cause I remember we did this when we did the original schedule predictions. You still believe they're going to lose week one to Minnesota? Green Bay? <sighs> Cause we both picked that game and we were both dumbfounded that the, either of us had the stones to pick it. I, that's the most interesting week one game to me. I'll put it that way. Okay. That's going to tell me a lot. I don't like that Green Bay has to play that game that early. Mm-hmm. If they win that, I'm telling you right now, they're going to walk that division. All right. Green Bay Packers walk away with the division, and Detroit is closer to Minnesota than Minnesota is to Green Bay. We'll have more NFC spicy takes along with weird news coming up next here on 92.9 FM and thesportocracy.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingles. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Coming to you from the Ingalls studio. Time to get weird. And what could be weirder than just, you know, being at home on a random day and all of a sudden your toilet just starts spewing water. It's something that happened in Johnston, Iowa. It sounds very gnarly. And like something that would make me uh, burn my house down because it's possessed by demons. The city had to issue a warning to everyone in the city to say, you need to close your toilet seats. They've been doing work on the sewer system, and apparently it's, you know, created like this, I don't know, like a reverse vacuum kind of a thing 
where it just pushes the water pressure out of the system and it's going out of people's toilets. One woman told KCCI TV that if she didn't have the seat down, it probably would have shot out right in her face. She said it was that much pressure and it was a humming noise behind it all. They say that the work will take a few weeks to complete, but until then, everybody in the city needs to keep their toilets closed. Now, Damon. See, the, the moaning is the demon. Now, see, my mom always told me the reason you need to keep your toilet closed is because snakes can come out of there. And I didn't want to go to the bathroom for about three years after that. I was a little child, and she told me snakes could come out of the toilet, and I went, okay, I don't want to use that anymore. And that's where, is, that's the, where I perfected the pine cone technique out in the front yard. That explains more about you than I think you had planned than you had planned on. San Rafael police in Northern California are looking for a burglar because there was a burgle at the Johnny's Donuts corporate office. A burgle? It was that a burgle. Delicious. It, it, it sounds like a kind of donut that you'd get at Johnny's Donuts. Yeah, it's got a burger in it. About ten o'clock Saturday night, a an, an unidentified man used a tool to manipulate the office's doorknob. Got inside, stole a bank bag with an undisclosed amount of cash, and left. There was only one problem. He left his keys in the building, so he had to come back and burgle again. Uh-huh. It was a double burgle. Now they have a very good picture of this human. I would wager by the time we do this on Monday, this identif- unidentified burglar will have been identified. I, I, I will never... In for the life of me. I don't understand people that do crimes in the first place. Mm-hmm. If you break into a place, don't set things down. That's That doesn't make any sense. Why don't you set your keys down like you were going to go grab some donuts out of the back? Right. Make are, yourself at home? When we break in, we are in asset accumulation, not in leaving things behind. The Johnny's Donuts chain said that, the, and the founder, Craig Bloom, said that his company plans on delivering a few dozen donuts to the San Rafael police officers who came to our aid to ensure that we can continue serving our community handcrafted donuts without interruption. And I would say they will have this person brought to justice by the end of the hour. And now I believe you should call these, this place and say if you don't sell burgles, then you're doing it 100%. wrong. Come up sell, with a new donut and call it a burgle. Sell me the burgle. How much do you want Why for the burgle? Why does it have cinnamon? It, I, I feel like a double burgle has cinnamon. <laughs> the double burgle. The double burgle. No, the the double burgle is, it, I, mean, I mean, it's the donut burger. Oh. Yeah, the burger in the donut. Can I get it with bacon? Oh. And the double burger, the double burgle with bacon it's a home run. It sounds lovely. <laughs> Indeed, it does. We're talking to NFC Spicy Takes for the upcoming season. So far, Jeremy's given us Sam Darnold will start more games than Baker Mayfield for the Carolina Panthers. He also believes the New Orleans Saints will win the NFC South, especially with the latest injury from the Tampa Bay training camp of Ryan Jensen going down. He has also given us that he believes that Romeo Dubs will be the number one wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers this year. That's that. I think that on the spicy scale is the spiciest one you've given us so far. Uh, Matt Lister asked in our YouTube comments if there would be Jeremy's fantasy rankings. 
Yes, there will. We will be unveiling those things on Monday with a lot of the. We mentioned these things in fantasy. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I refuse to do a draft before August. I don't care. Dynasty, maybe. Mm-hmm. If it's a redraft and you're doing a, a draft this early, you're doing it wrong. So we will be unveiling all of those things on Monday. You w- There will be a way for you to get access to my rankings and more things if you are interested in those things. Interesting. All right. More information coming your way after the weekend right here in the Sportsocracy. Um, all right. So... We've we've been asked in the comments what your thoughts are on the New York Giants. So They're let's bad. go with the NFC East spicy takes. They're horror awful. Do you have one that centers around Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and company? I will not be shocked if Daniel Jones is no longer the starting quarterback in the New York Giants by midseason. They brought in Tyrod Taylor for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable with Brian Dayball. And look, th- this is not a team that's bereft of talent. There is this misnomer that the Giants are just god-awful. No, they're just, they don't have a quarterback. A- and you've been beholden to Daniel Jones. Well, these guys are not beholden to Daniel Jones. This is a Dave Gettleman boo-boo. So we can give him every shot to win the job, hope that you know things go the right way, and when it doesn't, we're, we're on to developing our young guys. Mm-hmm. They have a couple young wide receivers that I really like. A third, if you include Sterling Shepard, most <laughs> underrated player in all of the world. Stop that! Oh, I love Sterling Shepard. Why? Because he's he, because he's a good football player. Okay, he gets a lot of shade, and the only reason he gets shade is because he's sa- been surrounded by the poop sandwich that is the New York Giants. But they also call Sorry, him Brian Mr. Haynes. Glass, do they not? He is somewhat made of glass. A little fragile. He's he's right. a little fraggle. Fragile, mm-hmm. as it is said in certain parts of the world. It's Italian. It's a major award. But I also look at Wandell Robinson, somebody that I really like. Mm-hmm. Another guy that if you're late in a fantasy draft, deep league, see old Wandell sitting there, maybe throw him on your table. Mm-hmm. Maybe you tell Jeremy thank you later. I have yet to have a dynasty draft where I don't end up with him. I think you're going to be okay with that. I like Wandell Robinson a lot. Uh, but in terms of the NFC East, the, the sweeping takeaway to me is that the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in this division by a lot. By a lot. By a lot. Oof. I do not like this Cowboys team. I just can't there's too much, there's too much noise. Mm-hmm. And this is starting to remind me of other times with Jerry Jones. Of every Dallas Cowboys team. Not everyone. Since the championship. Years. Not everyone. He didn't do this with Bill Parcells. He didn't do this at times with Jason Garrett. It seems to me that when you the more you hear of Jerry Jones, of which now he's doing, he's the first owner I've ever seen do a press conference to open training camp. Like, ah, you all want to know what I think? Let me be crazy for a while. <laughs> and I just look at everything and go, this is so, th- this is so bad for for the the future of this team. I feel like the Sean Payton thing is going to hang over them all season long. It will. And, and that's something – they didn't do this, but they've also done nothing to stop it. They didn't do what? The, they didn't get Sean Payton to retire in New Orleans. No. But the timing is just epically terrible mm-hmm. for Dallas because this will hang over them all year long. And then you can't... have Jerry, who can't help himself but come out and go, well, I'm 80 years old, don't have – here for a good time, not a long time. 
That's the worst thing you could have said out loud. Right. That's, that's what I was going to say when you say they didn't create this. Well, yeah, I mean, they kind of did. They didn't, no, no, no. They I was didn't, talking about the Sean Payton. Right, thing. right. They didn't create the scenario where Sean Payton all of a sudden leaves New Orleans and now becomes this free agent, which he's not technically a free agent, but more on that when he starts to decide to come back next year. But they have not shut it down, and that's the thing that they have created. They have fed this monster with their silence. And as long as Jerry Jones keeps saying things like Mike McCarthy is a good coach, and if I didn't think that he could be a Super Bowl coach, he wouldn't be here. But there's always a but. And Jerry at the just end. can't stop. Well, best coach we could have right now. Do you need more? Right. I don't know why my Jerry Jones impersonation is turning into like old Matthew McConaughey. I was thinking it was starting to weave into Al Gore there for a second. Lockbox. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's the only word I can say is Al Gore. It's, it's turning into a weird conglomeration of Matthew McConaughey meets like Bill Clinton's dad. <laughs> so the, you think Philadelphia is just going to be far and away the best team in this division? Absolutely, I do. You don't believe that Dallas will take any steps forward on the defensive side? I don't think the defense is as good as everybody makes it out to be. Okay. They, I mean, there are people that think it's the best defense in the NFL, well, and those, I'm just going to be as nice as I can. You are not good at this. Yeah, those people are ridiculous. Yeah, you are stupid. But I still I feel will like argue it. with you. It's not the best defense in this division. I could argue it may be the worst defense in this division. No, not worse than the Giants. Look at that Giants roster again. I'm just telling you, there's more talent there than you think. The problem is that the offense is so bad that you get put in bad situations. And but see, I don't think the Dallas offense is going to be bad. I don't. No, think- I, don't, I don't either. I mean, it's it's not going to be as good as everybody makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. The the Dallas Cowboys to me are the team in the NFL that, I, and I have one of these every year. I call this the yeah but team because no matter what you tell me that you believe about Dallas. There's a yeah, but behind it. Well, the defense is going to be better. Yeah, but there are still holes that make me really nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, the offense is going to be good. Yeah, but now everybody stepped up one spot. And, I mean, you were good before, but do you not remember San Francisco? And you're two for the first half of the season, and your wide receiver core is going to be James Washington. Woohoo! Yay! Which, I, I just, there's there's not there's not much I like there. Mm-hmm. And I look at that. This has disaster season written all over it. First of all, I don't think Mike McCarthy is a very good coach. And the further away from Aaron Rodgers he's gotten, the dumber he has started to look. That tends to tell me, okay, you're not as good at this as you think you are. And so the fact he's won a Super Bowl sets an expectation. The fact that Dak Prescott is wherever you put him, I'm not arguing about that. Mm-hmm. You know where I have him. That's where he will stay. Mm-hmm. But he's not elite. And you've got Zeke on an inflated contract, and the team's not as talented as. And I just go through all of these things, going, "This has six and eleven written all over it. Just disaster of it crashes into the rocks, and you never can get it back online." Right. And the more Jerry talks, the more I believe that. Right. I mean, that it would be nuke time. It would be full and that's on. Coming. Yeah, it would be full on nuke this roster time if the if if they end up six and eleven this year. The, the Cowboys at this point are, they're in that bad relationship where you haven't had the talk yet, but it's uncomfortable when you come home and you just sit on the couch and you just kind of look at each other like, 
so. <laughs> and anything you do every time your phone rings, who's that? It's not not Sean Payton. Right. Not going to do It is Al Gore. It That's is exactly Gore. who it is. It is Al Gore. No, that was, that was, George, that was Bush. George Bush. That's that was, who it is. That was, I'm combining that was Al Gore and H.W. I mean, it is Texas. So. You're not wrong. Yeah. Although he was from up north. Anyway, it was W that was from Texas. I just I, I could see the Dallas Cowboys being the most underachieving team in the NFL. All right. All right. And, and I like Philadelphia. I'm going to be honest with you. I like a lot of Washington. No, I don't like the fact that seven people showed up to their training camp. That's mm-hmm. unsettling. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there's a view from the other side that doesn't have seven people. I get it. But the fact that you've got Tanya and Tommy sitting there in their lawn chairs going, Ram, go Washington! And they're the only ones that That's unsettling to me. We will still have spicy takes to come later on in the program on the NFC West. We'll take a break. When we come back, it'll be time for something to chew on with Caleb P. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. At USC, the most important thing to do is recruit locally. There's a staggering amount of talent in Southern California. The issue for the Trojans is retention of that talent. And with all the uncertainty this year, their class isn't rated in the top 60, at least not right now. Riley went to Texas Tech, coached at OU. He's got a Big 12 footprint, not SoCal. So a staff with some local connections is going to be a must. But given his rep as an offensive wizard and a number of California commits who were in the pipeline to play for him at Oklahoma, I don't think attracting players is going to prove to be a chore. Lincoln Riley certainly has a football program if he can keep it. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I'm Caleb Peak, and today I just want to remind you of the value of language. Even in a nation where close to 25% of adults admit that they haven't even cracked open a book in the past 12 months, words still mean things. Language isn't just how we communicate, it's how we connect. It's how empires are built and game plans are executed. An accurate and extensive lexicon is the entire foundation for a functioning marketplace of ideas. In college football and college sports more broadly, using the term commit to describe a player who intends to play for your program is now obsolete. It doesn't work anymore. 
Look no further than Malachi Nelson, the number one football recruit in the land for 2023, who's yet again entertaining offers for his quarterback services after declaring his allegiance to USC. The news dropped just before 3 o'clock this morning that Nelson, who just became the number one overall recruit after overtaking Arch Manning on the national leaderboard at the beginning of the week and had already decommitted from Oklahoma to follow Lincoln Riley to Los Angeles, will visit Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M over the weekend in what can only be labeled as a surprise visit. He's still technically committed to Southern Cal, but is he really? This is the biggest reason why the term commit no longer works as a noun for a player who says he'll play for your program. In today's recruiting landscape, nothing is ever chiseled in stone. If Malachi Nelson does end up recommitting to A&M, it would be his third program commitment in eight months, which, let's be honest, only cheapens the value of what it means to actually commit to something. Riley had planned on bringing a stud of a young athlete, who's also a local guy from Los Alamitos, into his quarterback room as Caleb Williams' successor. And now, with T-minus one month until week one of the season, the entire hierarchy is thrown into flux. Now, is Malachi Nelson well within his rights to explore other options? Sure he is. That's just how the game works at this point. But it's not accurate at all to say that he's committed. We spent time yesterday on this show talking about the Matt Corral recruiting carousel of 2017-2018 when Corral defected from Clay Helton's USC program to make the cross-country move to Florida. He demanded an uncontested, guaranteed starting role in Gainesville, a demand that Dan Mullins was reportedly more than happy to grant him, just to watch Corral walk away days later to an SEC rival in Ole Miss. Spencer Rattler got outplayed for the starting job in Oklahoma. So where does he go? South Carolina, in a move that supposedly helped boost the Gamecocks from bottom feeders to contenders. And you've heard about people who buy a house sight unseen. How about committing to a football program without ever stepping on campus? That's what happened between Texas and Peyton Kirkland, a Florida-based offensive tackle. Florida and Miami were considered the front runners to lock this kid down. And he'd also, according to Sports Illustrated, visited some rebuilding programs in the heartland like Oklahoma and Michigan State. Texas wasn't even on the short list until it was. As of July 23rd, Kirkland is committed to playing in burnt orange. But for how long? Does Kirkland really understand what he's getting into? Does he remember what happened to Charlie Strong? If the answer is no, we could see a very short stint in Austin by Peyton Kirkland, who decided almost on a whim that Texas would be his football home. The point is, in modern college football, high-level recruits always know where the door is. With the understanding that a full four-year commitment is virtually a thing of the past at the top tier, it's time to change how we refer to these players in the first place. I could get behind labeling these high school players as official prospects verbals, or even breaking out an acronym for them, such as ITP, shorthand for intends to play. But calling a player a commit any longer just feels wrong. It feels like a lie. And maybe changing how we talk about these players will help programs everywhere adjust to the new reality that nowadays, loyalty actually means very little. I'm Caleb Peek. That's something to chew on. The Ph.D. weight loss program is causing one thing that is a no-no in sports, and that's tanking. 
The numbers on my scale continue to tank. I am now down nearly 85 pounds in just over six months. On the PhD weight loss program, it's the easiest weight loss program I've ever been on. Their healthy nutrition has changed my life. When I originally met with Dr. Ashley Lucas, my goal was to get back to a weight where I could work out and be committed to physical activities and do the things that I enjoyed doing. In just half a year, I've gotten back under my high school weight. I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm going back to the gym, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. I am knocking down that door of 210 pounds now, and it's a level that I never thought I'd be at in my adult life. I am finally secure in saying PhD, in my opinion, has saved my life. They can help you turn around your weight loss pro right your weight loss problem as well. Just go to myphdweightloss.com. Myphdweightloss.com, PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And the sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Last hour of the week here in the Ingalls studio. We're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and um, it's time for the Daily Draft. We have another one. We're doing division-by-division division fantasy drafts within each of the divisions of the NFL. Yesterday, I mean, it was, it, look, it was a cakewalk. Me against Caleb Peak, and fantasy-wise, I'm going to demolish him throughout the entire season. I ended up with Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Joe Mixon, and Deontay Johnson on my team. He ended up with Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, Amari Cooper, Pat Fryermuth, T. Higgins, and Donovan Peoples-Jones was his final selection. So going all in on the Cleveland wide receivers, despite the quarterback issues that they're going to have this season. But, you know, you know, I, I'll take the win. So that means I get first pick today. But Jeremy's back in the saddle. And I have a losing streak of, what is it, three drafts now? Yes. Against Jeremy. So hopefully I can parlay my first pick into a win here against the green one. The Shashimi incident, as he shall now be known. <laughs> I start a band, I think I have to call it the Sashimi incident. You do. You absolutely do. Uh, how this goes. All right. So it's like a regular fantasy draft. I'll pick first, then he'll get the back to back on the snake end of the uh, of the draft. We'll go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end and two flex positions all out of the NFC North. And with the first pick in today's daily draft. Team sports tank, I am I am legitimately curious to see where you go here. Well, I've been since we've been doing this, it's always been about what position would you have the greatest advantage at to start the draft? Well, to me, there's no doubt the answer to that. 
I believe that it's at the wide receiver position. I would tend to agree with you. So my first pick is going to be a guy who has already laid down the gauntlet for himself for this 2022 NFL season. Justin Jefferson came out the other day and said that he has his eyes and his heart set on 2,000 yards this year. Now, that's a little far-fetched for me to believe. I don't know that that's possible, but I didn't think what Cooper Cup did last year was possible either. You look at these two guys and go, if anybody's going to break the record for the most receiving yards in a season, I would go Justin Jefferson, bet my house on it, 10 times out of 10 over Cooper Cup. I would uh, – J- Jamar Chase has something to uh, to, to, to discuss. Sure, but I'm saying just between those two. Oh. Between uh, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, you go Justin Jefferson is the freak athlete between the two of them. He's the better wide receiver. He has more receiving yards in the first two years of his NFL career than any other receiver in NFL history. I'm going Justin Jefferson, the guy who Jeremy once said – shouldn't be even washing cars of the players in the parking every lot time, of the stadium. Every single time you do this, he somehow gets he worse does. than he, he was worse. before. He gets worse. Justin Jefferson, number one pick. That is what I thought you were going to do. Now it's a question of what am I going to do? I believe the first pick here is very easy. The first pick's Dalvin Cook. Okay. So you're going to have the, the advantage at receiver. Yes. I'm going to have the advantage at running back. I have Dalvin Cook as the number, in terms of all of fantasy, mm-hmm. I have him as the number three player in all of fantasy football. Okay. Behind so, Jonathan Taylor. And Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. Okay. So that one was not hard. Where it gets hard is there are two more running backs in this in this division mm-hmm. that – I think are both going to be in some form of a time split. It's just a question of what is the split going to look like? I have a little fear with Dalvin cook because there's an injury history. So I feel like I have to go safer here, which is, I don't love doing. So I'm going to go Aaron Jones with my second selection because I think he's safer. I know exactly what you're going to turn around and do. You will have started quite nicely. Mm -hmm. The only thing I will say is, the running back you're about to take has a history of not always being the healthiest. True. He does. And that's the tiebreaker for me. I have him very close. Okay. So you're going with injury. Because when I look at the running back that I'm going to take with my number two pick, I look at him and go, I think he has the better opportunity ahead of him, statistically speaking. And that's what fantasy is all about, is racking up the stats. Because yours is in way more of a timeshare than mine. And I'm not so sure that I agree with that. Really? I'm not. Uh, I, I Look, you got to understand, uh, the weapons in Green Bay are not great, especially early, which means you're going to see them do what? Lean on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing this, A.J. Dillon's taking so much of the workload. I don't necessarily care. Because Aaron Jones has never gotten the full workload, Mm -hmm. and he's always been this good. So I don't really care that he's going to get pilfered there. I feel like people undervalue Jamal Williams. 
I feel like they o- they undervalue Jamal Williams more than they overvalue A.J. Dillon. Okay. I, you can tell me it's a 50-50 split. I would still take Aaron Jones. Okay. I think it'll be closer to a 50-50 split in Green Bay. Jamal Williams, as you once dubbed him, Fat Jamal Williams. Which he is no longer. He now is he not. is now he is very <laughs> talented number two running back, Jamal Williams. He is. And, 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 you know, give him his credit. But still, the guy, the straw that will stir the drink for the running game with the Detroit Lions is DeAndre Swift. And he brings so much more to the table with his pass-catching ability and all of that. I don't think there's much of a gap between Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift. I don't either. Now I have a problem. Because now I have to decide, well, well, okay, you started out with the number one wide receiver in the division. You get, you know, you get what's left over after the two top running backs go off the board. And now... It's a question of what you should do mm-hmm. versus what are you going to do? Because right. I know exactly what you should do. You know exactly what I should mm-hmm. do. And you'll know if if I agree with it because I'll either go, yay, or, oh. All right. Well, let me just say that I'm probably going to do the wrong thing because it's a draft and that's what Tank does. Correct. Tank does the wrong things in drafts. And puts himself in a bad situation. This is often how our fantasy drafts actually go. Is Tank does something and I is picking right in front of me and I go, Yay! Yay! <laughs> huh. There's not another running back that is worth taking at mm-hmm. this position. I feel very certain in that. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. There's nothing in Green Bay. No. Adam Thielen's the other option in Minnesota. There's mm-hmm. definitely nothing in Chicago. By the way, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to speak for you. There will be no Chicago Bears taken in this. Speak for yourself. Speak for myself. It would be late, but... Okay. All right. Probably going to say I'm not going to be taken as Chicago Bear, but I may. You never know. Ah. <sighs> I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson at the tight end position. Yay! Yay! Look, I just look at TJ Hawkinson and I go, he's the best tight end, and it's not even close in this division. Everyone else. There's now almost no doubt that I'm going to take a Chicago Bear. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You just guaranteed that there will be a Chicago Bear taken here. Okay. Because you're not going to take two tight ends, and I know that definitively. But there's one. Oh, Cole? Oh, absolutely. No. I do not, and this is what I thought you were going to do, and mm-hmm. secretly I'm very happy. You'll know why in just a second. Yeah. I don't necessarily think there's that huge of a difference between TJ Hawkinson and Cole Komet. I like Hawk. Talent. You got to look at the opportunity. Okay. He's put up good stats Mm -hmm. he stayed right around that five six range now you're adding dj chart you're adding jameson williams Mm -hmm. probably in late october early november Mm -hmm. deandre swift takes targets from him because he is one of the better pass catching backs in the league Mm -hmm. and i was looking at it going okay if he does what i've seen him do over the course of his career 
is that really that much better than what I'm going to get out of Cole Komet, who's about the only living, breathing receiver on that team? Okay. I just don't think it's that big of a discrepancy. And now I feel like I can call my shot of, you're not going to take him. And mm-hmm. even if you do, there's another one that falls in about the same line. Right. So tight end was exactly where I was hoping you were going to go. Okay. There. Because there's one player that I, I could help you. I, I, I and I, I'm going to, as I do, I'm going to make one pick and mm-hmm. then I'm going to think it over for a minute mm-hmm. because there's one player that I feel like you forgot and I was having to not show my face Yeah. because there's one bear that you should absolutely take and his name is David Montgomery. I don't really know what you're not seeing there uh, because, uh, yeah, there are other running backs on the mm-hmm. team. And no, the line's not particularly good. It's never been good. It's never been good. I was hoping I could get him later. Yeah, you can't. Because he's mine. He's right mine now. Meow. Dang. So I have started with three running backs. And that's fine. That's fine. I can't take anymore, except with my undrafted free agent pick. Right. So that's fine. Now I'm kind of torn of do I play it safe or not? So I'm going to take the break to decide that, and then I'll make a pick right after that. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. The Daily Draft rolls on so far. It's Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery, the running back squad for Jeremy Green, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson on my side. We'll continue next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Tech. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me go. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes, now you look like a frog, are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? The Daily Draft continues here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. You can watch the show live on YouTube or on demand if you... You know, you're driving and you don't want to watch it while you're driving. We get it. We want to welcome the uh, newest member of the House of Reprehensibles, Mr. Matt Lister. Thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you. 
we we do stuff around here that's right uh daily drafts continue every uh top of the third hour of the program here at five o'clock each and every weekday afternoon on espn Asheville, and we're doing division by division fantasy drafts today it's the nfc north so far i got deandre swift i got justin jefferson and i got the best tight end in the division in tj hawkinson Jeremy is not concerned about any of the other positions other than running back because he's gone Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery. And he's back around for his fourth selection of today's daily draft. Just where will the Flostradamus go? Well, to me, there's not really a decision here. I'm sure somebody will disagree with me. Across the last five weeks, of the 2021 nfl season Mm -hmm. who are the top five receivers in this league oh i have no idea it's all the ones you would assume okay it's Devontae adams yeah cooper cup and then there was the the fifth one justin jefferson justin jefferson was up there too okay uh and this one was actually four among the five we do a segment every week for Ingles, and this is the person that I waxed poetic about this week. Amonra St. Brown. Amonra St. Brown. I have seen him pushed down to a dumb, dumb point. Currently, according to Fantasy Pros, he's going in the back end of the seventh, beginning of the eighth. That is stupid. I will have him on every team. Yes. If that continues to happen... Right now, he's going behind Chris Godwin, who may not play for the first half of the year. (laughs) But, but what about DJ Chark? I don't care. But what about Jamison Williams? Again, I don't care. This is the kid that plays out of the slot. Mm -hmm. This is the security blanket. And I still can't believe, in spite of what he did as a rookie, people still don't get how talented he is. I fully believe he will go down as one of the great wins of my life because I had him in the top 20 uh, of the draft he came out in two years ago. Yep. And nothing changed. I love him as much as I did, if not more. That, for me, makes me feel pretty comfortable that we could put this one in the old dub category for Jeremy. (laughs) You have dominated at the running back position, and now you have a wide receiver i, I don't have I, i'm not close to you with justin jefferson no if you had to say amonra st brown finishes as wide receiver blank in the division no in in, in fantasy football oh. currently he's going as number 34 behind michael thomas Devonte smith adam thielen those are the and chris godwin mm-hmm. those are all insane I would you say, are out of your mind on all four of those. I would say 21. I'll say 12. 12? 12. How? You just think they're going to sling the ball nonstop? I don't Detroit. think DJ Chark hurts him as much as people think he does. Okay. If you play out what he did in the last half of last year, which you got to remember he was a rookie, mm-hmm. getting acclimated, that's exactly where he would have finished. And I think he'll be better this year. I think that offense is more dynamic. Jamison Williams, I'm not worried about until probably November. Mm-hmm. And even then, you'll be getting what Amon St. Brown was in the first half of last year. He'll be a deep threat. He's going to be really, 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 really good. And that's a player that I will have 
everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Um, well, I find myself with uh, with 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 a couple of pass catchers already. I've got the running back from the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift. I'm going to go back to the running back well here, though. I'm going to take the Green Bay running back that you didn't take. I'm taking A.J. Dillon. He gets a lot of workload in that offense. He's the bruiser. He's the bruiser. Aaron Jones is the do-everything. There's also some news, though, coming out of camp that A.J. Dillon, he's he's catching more balls than he than he was. Mm-hmm. They're they're looks like they're grooming him to be the heir apparent. Oh, 100%. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean anything for this season because Aaron Jones is still here and he's still valuable. Uh, but somebody mentioned it in the comments during the last segment. Maybe our coaches will now figure out that we we do have Aaron Jones on this team. It feels like Matt LaFleur forgets that Aaron Jones is there and maybe gives what some would say too much tote to A.J. Dillon. But I, I'm going with A.J. Dillon. I'm going to take the backup. I, I have no qualm with that. Who's in what I believe is going to be, like I said, relatively close to a 50-50 split, at least when it comes to the running. It, at least when it comes to carries out of the backfield. I think that's going to be close to a 50-50 split. So A.J. Dillon added to the stable of winners I have here. Currently getting drugged down the sidewalk quite, quite aggressively. Stop In that. my opinion. Not even close. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to... Just so you know, I have four of my top 50. There are only six players in this division that are in my top 50. <laughs> nice. I haven't picked one that isn't so far. Excellent. Nobody's taken a quarterback yet. Nope. And we've been we've both been daring each other to do it. Like, you take the quarterback you want, and I'll take what's left over. I don't care if you do it. I could care less. You don't care? Nope. Why? Because to me, there's no difference between two of them. It's not that big of a difference. See, I've been waiting. I've been hoping that you would take the quarterback, and then I'll just take what's left. And it'll be fine. But, I mean, you know, Jeremy's a big fan of stacks. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Because I will will trust the three-time MVP. And I feel like championship zone up. Historically, you get about a point a game on me. So, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with that. I mm-hmm. in my rankings I have Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins separated by one quarterback. Yep. And it's one that I could easily see finishing in the top eight or in the twenties. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, you forced my hand here. I have two open spots. There you go. It'll be pretty easy for me to go. Kirk Cousins, Cole Komet. Kirk Cousins and Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Which leaves you one flex, and then we have an undrafted free agent. Yes. And so for the flex position. <sighs> and if you get me, I would say this is where you got me. Hmm. Potentially. You know what? I don't I, I I don't I don't care that I have the one in the offense. I'm taking Adam Thielen. I don't feel like there should be a path where Adam Thielen doesn't get taken in the 
full roster draft. I don't disagree with you. So I didn't have a spot to take him, or I would have. Now it's un- undrafted free agent time. This is the part where we count down from three, and we both say a name. And I don't want to do this. I have a funny feeling we're going to say the same name. You think so? I I feel pretty sure of it, but we shall see. Okay. Three, two, one. Darnell Jameson Mooney. Williams. I, okay, we didn't say the same name. Nope, we didn't. We did not. Right. I wasn't going to take Darnell Mooney. I mean, I get the... It, when it comes to fantasy opportunity, he's going to mm-hmm. have more than he's still one, a number one of wide three wide receivers with the Detroit Lions. But I feel I feel good about that. Uh, there's a possibility that your undrafted free agent doesn't play. If we were drafting mm-hmm. for Dynasty, I would 100% agree with you. Right. But I will say, if I was doing this for this year, that should have been DJ Chark. If you were going Lions receiver, I'm going the one that's going to play the whole year, not the one that I'll be lucky if he's back by Halloween. Yeah, I thought about DJ Shark, but I i mean, I believe Jamison Williams will be back, and Jamison Williams, to me, is the better player between the two. And he will I, – I, I just have this written in my head of November comes and Jamison Williams is there and he's going to be the star everybody's talking about at the end of the year. I'm not so sure I agree with that. Okay. I think you'll be talking about him two years from now mm-hmm. when he has a full camp, a full – you're asking a lot for a kid that did not play a tremendous amount in college. Mm-hmm. you got to remember the two years at Ohio State, he didn't do a whole lot. So, yeah, he he was fantastic last year. If you remember, Devontae Smith started slow in his rookie yes. year coming out of that same system, and he had played drastically more. All right, so there are your teams. Jeremy's got Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Amonra St. Brown, Cole Komet, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and Darnell Mooney. We are the champions. Stop. My friend. And he will end up on the short end of the stick every week to Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, A.J. Dillon, Adam Thielen, and Jameson Williams. I think it was a it was a formidable run by you. Like it was. I think you just it, it just barely. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back, don't do crimes. Plus, we'll continue with the uh, NFC West spicy takes for 2022 from Flostradamus shishimi incident jeremy green when i finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family i went in told them what i was looking for told them my budget and in no time i was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle they have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 
And it's time, my friends, if you want to be cool. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. It's the one thing, the most important thing that we tell you each and every day. And we bring you these stories to, you know, not only entertain, but also to educate on, you know, what not to do. Let's take Todd Kennedy, for example. 61 years old from Palm Springs. And Todd, he can't stop doing one thing. Crimes. Crimes. He can't stop doing crimes. 61 years old, and he is a serial bank robber from Southern California. He has now been sentenced to 20 years in federal prison after his latest robbery, in which he held up the bank and then gleefully yelled, John Dillinger lives! Which he doesn't, obviously. Nope. John Dillinger, dead as a doornail. Has been since 1934. D.B. Cooper's still very alive. John 100%. Dillinger, not so much. 100%. I mean, if you're going to celebrate any bank robber, D.B. Cooper. It'd probably be D.B. Cooper. I'm watching a Netflix special on D.B. Cooper right now. It's I've been considering watching that. Oh, it's so good. Is it good? All right. I'll have to check that out. Maybe I'll binge that this weekend. Anyway, John Dillinger, who was once uh, or who was accused during his lifetime before he was gunned down outside a movie theater by police because his girlfriend sold him out. Just saying, that's one of those things. Were you sympathizing with John Dillinger? Just saying. I mean, I I have seen the movie, and I'm a big Johnny Depp fan. So you never saw that movie, did you? I have no idea what movie you're talking about. Public Enemies. Nope, never even heard of it. It's a decent movie. Uh, the only public enemy I know of was a, 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 a hip-hop Flavor Flav? Uh, correct. <laughs> this guy screamed out in the uh, in the bank robbery, John Dillinger lives! And then after, of course, he was caught, he admitted to robbing nine banks around the Southern California area. And he has been doing this since I was born. Literally. Since 1982, they wrote in the uh, sentencing memorandum, from 1982 to 2021, Kennedy, quote, committed armed robberies of individuals or banks whenever he was not incarcerated. Because, you see, the latest string of holdups happened just four months after he was released from state prison, where he spent more than two decades behind bars for an armed robbery in 1992 and, of course, the 1982 conviction for robbing people at gunpoint in Los Angeles stores. Uh, if you're released from jail for crimes, and within weeks of you being released for crimes, new crimes start happening, it's not hard for them to go, I bet that guy's the one doing the crimes. It's not. And don't put your, don't dare put yourself in the same category as John Dillinger, who escaped from no less than three prisons. I'm just saying. I mean, if you were really that good, you wouldn't have had to serve all your time. My story is from not far from here in Salisbury, North Carolina. A North Carolina woman who is unnamed in this story was very angry at her ex-boyfriend. And she decided that to get back at him, she was going to set his house on fire with him in it. A, don't do that. B, if you're going to do that... Make sure you have the right damn house. Oh, no. Because she didn't. The Rowan County Sheriff's Office sent a report that a homeowner in Gold Hill was awakened by a neighbor who saw a woman trying to set a fire to the house. 
There were bundles of wood and fire on the front porch, and deputies found a jug of oil that they say was used to start the fire. Mm -hmm. As the homeowner went to get the garden hose, there, the, the burning was happening, and it was coming close to a propane tank, which will not go well. Well, he got, grabbed the garden hose, tried to put the fire out. Apparently, the woman had sealed it using home uh, using a home caulk gun, so there was no water coming out of it. The homeowner then grabbed a rifle and confronted the woman, who was, in what could only be described, one of the most misery things I have ever heard in my life, holding one of his dogs on a leash. Okay, <laughs> this was a bad story to start with. Do you not realize that the boyfriend didn't have a dog? Like, do you think it's a new dog? Maybe. How long have you been apart? How angry are you at this person? If Dave didn't have a dog and you went in the house and there was a dog, maybe you should ask some questions. Well, maybe Dave's a bad guy and he stole a dog. Law enforcement emergency person personnel approached. The woman drove off, but she was caught right down the street. She was charged with felony first-degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, and larceny of an animal. I, <laughs> I feel like that was just a, we can technically do this, right. so we're going to throw it on there. Right. Well, I mean, dogs are people, too. So Investigators estimate the home sustained approximately $20,000 in damage. Are you trying to say the dogs don't deserve justice? I didn't say that. I said, okay, the woman set a bonfire on the porch. I mean, it's not like I she... I think we could have gotten away from the larceny of an animal. I mean, it's not like she stole something that deserved it, like a cat. At Sports Tank ESPN. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, the, every, as I was reading that story earlier, the more I read it, I just went, this is getting worse every single line that I read. Don't do Don't crimes. Don't do crimes. Before we get into the latest spicy takes from Jeremy Green. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. We have news. breaking That's news. That's exactly what I was getting ready to transition into. How did you know? Who's going to break the news? <laughs> Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? All right, you go first because your news is probably not mine. No, I don't need a bed plan behind what I'm going to do. So oh, okay. you... Uh, uh, Take it away. The the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing Jacksonville Jaguary things. Uh, they have signed veteran kicker Elliot Fry and cut rookie Andrew Mavis. Okay. I'm telling the story for one very specific reason. If you haven't seen it, go to Twitter. Andrew Mavis would probably have been more accurate kicking footballs if he had closed his eyes. He has so far in camp missed all but one of the field goals he had tried or he had attempted. And one of them hit former Dallas Cowboys head coach Dave Campo in the head. Yes. He shanked it so badly that it hit Dave Campo, He's who works coach. for a radio station down there. Oh, that's great. That wow. is not good. Wished Urban Meyer hadn't a kicked or kicker now. Don't if you? you if you don't know who Andrew Movis is, he was the we'll say he's a little stocky kicker from Iowa State. Okay. I don't remember how much he weighed, but he was only like 5'11", and I want to say it's more than I weigh. It was a bunch. It was a good bit. Not one of the kickers you want to hit you, mm -hmm. but one you should probably be able to outrun. Was it more than 210 pounds? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it was 260, 250, somewhere in there. See, that's the kind of news that makes me feel good. PhD weight loss has helped me lose almost 85 pounds now. 
I am down to a weight that I never thought was possible in my adult life. I'm knocking on the door of 210 pounds. I feel so much better, too. I no longer have aches and pains that I used to have because I'm carrying around all of that extra weight. I've got more energy now because, obviously, my heart is not encapsulated in the visceral fat that was going to drive me to a heart attack by the age of 41. And the fact that I'm getting ready to turn 40 makes me feel pretty good about the future. My objective was not losing crazy amounts of weight. It was getting back to an athletic weight where I could do the things I was used to doing. I've always been reasonably mobile i enjoyed going to the gym and i enjoyed playing golf but i had gotten to such a weight that it was straining my back it was straining my knees and it was causing me to not be able to sleep now in just half a year with this program i'm back down to the weight that i was targeting i'm playing golf and i'm sleeping like a baby thanks to the plan and program at phd weight loss and you may say wait tank i don't have time to do all the meal prep and stuff for a, for a weight loss program that's not true they give you 80 percent of the food that you need to have success on this program just give them a call today. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. As we get ready for the NFL season, Jeremy's got spicy takes still left over from the last hour to get to. So let's talk about the NFC West. This is a division. I have a slew of them in this division. This is a division that obviously is home to the defending NFL champion, the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. They are trying to go for two in a row, which has not been done since the New England Patriots did it low many years ago. San Francisco is a close second, or are they in this division? I think San Francisco is a close second. I have long said if Trey Lance is 70% of what he can be, He's going to be so dynamic in this offense that it makes them really difficult to defend. I keep hearing this narrative of, well, Trey Lance can't be as accurate as Jimmy Garoppolo was. Trey Lance is not going to throw for as many yards on and on. I don't disagree with any of that. The problem is that you're, you can't see the forest for the trees. He is as dynamic as any quarterback I've seen in a long time mm -hmm. because he's very large. And he is very mobile. And he has a tremendous arm. The thing is, they're going to have to be able to rein in the mistakes. The jump in competition from North Dakota State to the NFL is steep. Mm -hmm. He only played in two games last year. I mean, there was spot filled. But in terms of really being asked to produce, it was two games. You're not going to have the backboard of Jimmy Garoppolo. With John Lynch saying earlier in the week, we have moved on to trade. That is him signaling to the NFL, we are moving Jimmy Garoppolo one way or the other. It doesn't matter. And we're not going to do it for nothing. Mm -hmm. But this is not an open competition. This is Trey Lance's job. I don't think he has to be special. I think he has to be dynamic. And I look at, with the players out of the backfield, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, who's one of the best one-on-one -on -one mismatches in this league, I think very highly of Brandon Ayuk. And there is a player they drafted that nobody really talks about that I think is going to have a role named Danny Gray, kid out of SMU. Mm -hmm. He is ridiculously fast. And the reason I feel like they brought him in was to have somebody that could hit you over the top. Debo Samuel is going to move more than any receiver in the NFL. And I just feel like with the mind of Kyle Shanahan and the pieces that they have, this is going to be one of the hardest offenses to scheme for in the league. I already like the defense. 
I, I'm very high on San Francisco. I think there's almost no shot they don't make the playoffs in this NFC. Now, what they can do dep- depends on how much growth you see from Trey Lance from week one to week 18. If it's a lot, they're going to be a team nobody wants to play. If he's – I will say if he is able to limit the mistakes, limit the disaster plays, and just lean on what it is that I already know you can do, this will be one of the toughest teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I see San Francisco much in the same vein as I see New Orleans. I think your defense is going to be so good that your offense doesn't have to be Hall of Fame level to win games. I think they win a lot of nasty 23 to 20 games throughout this season. And it'll be enough to get them in the playoffs, but I don't think there'll ever be a question in the division. The L.A. Rams will walk with this division. I feel that as much as you feel Green Bay is going to walk in the NFC North. I don't think they're going to walk it, but I think they're, they will win it. And with two weeks left in the season, you're going to know that. Mm-hmm. I would say the Rams probably go 13-4, and 12-5. and five. I think this, the 49ers are going to go somewhere in the neighborhood of 11-6, and 10-7. and seven. Which leads me to the other spicy take. Okay. I see a path. And one of these is going to be a definitive, and one of them is going to be a, this is how bad this could be. I firmly believe Cliff Kingsbury will be the first coach fired in the NFL. Okay. And I can almost tell you when I think it's going to happen. They play the New Orleans Saints on Thursday night football on the 20th of October. If you look at the schedule before that, they, they, they go to the Panthers. They play the Eagles at the Seahawks. That's the three games right before that. Okay. I see a path they lose in Seattle. I think they will come to Carolina and beat Carolina because Kyler's just dynamic and the offense and well, DeAndre Hopkins ain't going to be here. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked Hollywood Brown. I, he's an over-the-top threat. I think that might be enough for them to beat Carolina. They may not. If they don't beat Carolina, I could see a path. They're 0-7 after the Saints, and Cliff Kingsbury is LMNO fired. And I'm going to go one step further than that. I really believe there is a better than zero chance that the Arizona Cardinals are picking in the top five of this draft next year. Wow. Their schedule is horrid. I mean, as bad as I've ever seen. They do not play two contiguous bad teams across the entire schedule. They don't play a team that I don't think can make the playoffs from the time they play Seattle, which is Six weeks into the year, they don't play another team that I don't think can make the playoffs outside of the Atlanta Falcons for the rest of the year. I could see a path this team goes 4-13, and and it just turns into an absolute bonfire. You asked earlier in the program who, what team is the most, I don't remember how you phrased it, inept team who's the most ridiculous franchise out there. I would say after this whole kerfuffle with the Kyler Murray study clause contract. Which has already been pulled out of the contract. I know. I want to consider the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I mean, this is a lifelong inept franchise. Mm -hmm. You can throw lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Mm -hmm. And and this team is not good, and they haven't been outside of a year with Kurt Warner, a couple of other years. They've never been a threat really to anything outside of that one trip to the Super Bowl. Yep. 
you had the best receiver arguably in NFL history mm -hmm. and you did virtually nothing with it. So for me, I, I think the, the history of this team is becoming revisionist and you're forgetting this is the same team that trotted out 97 year old Emmett Smith because he sold tickets. Mm -hmm. I see a path. This is the most disappointing team in football. I was on the bandwagon before anybody else. And I jumped off of it about as quick as I got on it. I don't believe that's going to happen, but I think you're right. There is a path. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Coming back from the break. Jeremy, are you feeling up to it? Are you feeling okay enough to get mad? Oh, absolutely. All right. We'll be back. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Dirty Turkish shark back flat. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Let the hate flow through you. One thing that really irritates me is entities that don't know how to spend their money. And there's two of them that have done completely conflicting things over the last 48 hours that have run quite afoul of me. The first one is the Arizona Cardinals. If you care enough. Knowing the way media works, if you put something in a contract, we're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Might not be me. Might be Ian Rappaport. Might be Adam Schefter. It's too easy to find these things. So if you cared enough to put that in there, backing off of it less than 48 hours later makes you look not only weak, but really pathetic. And that's the Arizona Cardinals in a nutshell. The other would be an entity that I've thought was spending their money reasonably well until recently. Live Golf had the flirtation with Charles Barkley. Apparently, it never led to an actual offer. This is going to be one of those things you regret coming down the as this invariable battle between you and the PGA Tour comes to a head. If you were going to bring him out and allow him to be this honest about what he was doing, because he's Charles Barkley, it's what he does, you at least owe him the decency of coming with an offer. And it being the same day that you give $50 million to Bubba Watson, who has been completely irrelevant on this tour for five solid years, minus he's the guy that plays with the breast cancer driver and has the goofy accent like mine. 
That's all he's good for. <laughs> so if you're going to throw money around, at least send it to somebody like Charles Barkley that would have driven eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Nobody's watching your sport because of Bubba. They might have because of Barkley. You screwed that one up. And it could be the start of a descent that ultimately leads to you being irrelevant because it's a very bad sign of very bad business. I don't think it is, but it could be. I'm mad. Both examples of bad business. Bad business will almost invariably always lead to bad things. Mm -hmm. And the Arizona Cardinals just look like idiots. Oh, yeah, I mean, you look terrible. Mm -hmm. If it matters enough to put it in the contract, which I was specifically told is insulting in the first place. But this is what we talked about when the when the story first came out, and our initial reaction was: I said, "Did they not know? How did the agents allow this to be put in the contract? They had to have talked about it." Well, they didn't have a choice. But now, but now the the organization wants to act like, "Oh, well, you know, we well, didn't know we, it was going to embarrass just, him. We just threw it in there. No, you needed it, and the fact that it came out made you look bad, and it the fact you took it out made you look worse. If it was enough to be in there." you should have left it in there yeah. but now by doing this you've embarrassed your quarterback to a scale that he'll never recover from no because he'll always be the one that needed to be told to mm -hmm. study and told to grind and so every time he makes a mistake that's going to come back that's what you did that's why you're the arizona cardinals mm-hmm this is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville and at thesportsocracy.com. It's been a good week, ladies and gentlemen, and we appreciate you being along on the ride with us. We will join you back here on Monday, but Jeremy wants to start a new tradition of sending off the weekend the only way. The only way you know how. how. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. We'll see you on Monday.